Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Okay, welcome back to the December 2016 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from St. Vincent's Hospital in Sydney, Australia. I'm Damien Marucci and I'm here with Giles Mosley. The next paper we discussed was Health-Related Quality of Life Following Reconstruction for Common Head and Neck Surgical Defects. This is from the December 2016 PRS by uh, Cohen et al. And this is from the same group that developed the breast cue and the face cue quality of life questionnaires. Uh, so, Giles, what was this study about? The study looks at quality of life outcomes associated with head and neck surgical resections. And the authors are of the opinion that there's a dearth of understanding and management of health-related quality of life for patients with head and neck malignancies. This includes surgical sequelae as a source of diminished post-operative quality of life. The study is a, is a prospective analysis of 75 patients that were recruited over a five-year period and uh, the patients are, uh, are categorised according to um, existence of radiation therapy, chemotherapy or prime, prior resection. There's also categorisation for surgical defects which include six areas including partial glossectomy, mandibulectomy, oral lining, maxillectomy, total glossectomy and laryngectomy. There's also distribution of flap types um, which are also listed in the paper. Um, the authors use their paired T-tests to uh, compare multiple time points for each surgical location. They note a 39% resp- response rate um, amongst the initial um, qu- qu- people being questioned, um, with a particular nadir in the well-being scores found at the three-month mark post-operatively. The authors uh, highlight that um, it is important to uh, include this um, expected decrease in quality of life in any preoperative consultation that is made with the patient so that expectations of the patient, family and practitioner can be managed accordingly. Yeah, Uh, this was certainly a very eye-opening study which provoked a lot of discussion, um, not least because the survival at one year was uh, uh, 28% and at two years was over 50%. uh, um, oh, sorry, the mortality at one year and two years respectively. Um, then you look at procedures like the total laryngectomy, total glossectomy, and the quality of life scores in the post-operative period were particularly poor. And the question is raised uh, whether we are doing a service for every patient by putting them through these major resectional and then reconstructive procedures that may not necessarily neither prolong their life nor uh, improve the quality uh, of the life that they have left. Um, it was certainly heartening that the maxillectomy, partial glossectomy and oral lining groups did so well, wasn't it? Yes, it yeah. was, yes. Um, and the authors do acknowledge that a larger sample size will allow further conclusion to be made, in particular from the different subgroups. But as you mentioned, these statistics are very sobering indeed. Yeah. Given that this is a group that has developed so many quality of life questionnaires, they did hint in the paper that they're in the process of developing a face Q oncology questionnaire. And I would imagine that they would use this study as a baseline to then compare with the results which they would have from uh, the face Q oncology once it is developed. Uh, so that would certainly be an interesting follow-up. 
and hopefully they'll be able to get larger numbers um, uh, so then we can get even more meaningful data to, to drill down into seeing which patients benefit the most or benefit the least from having these major reconstructive procedures. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.